Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. Today we're talking to the managing director of a well-established Cheshire-based business that's been trading since 1990. Our guest today started his career as a qualified bricklayer building villas in Spain. However, following the 2008 financial crash, he returned home to consider his future. He's now the managing director of Cosign Limited, a successful company supplying signage to the business sector. In the hot seat today, we're really pleased to welcome Jamie Buckley. Jamie, welcome to Business Brunch. Morning, thank you for having me. Uh, Jamie, as I mentioned in your introduction, you're a qualified bricklayer and you're working in Spain, uh, although not immediately after you qualified as a bricklayer, but you were working in Spain prior to the financial crash in uh, 2008. So talk us through the early years and how you developed ahead for business. Uh, I've always enjoyed working for myself or, or in a management position. Um, so as even as a young lad during school, I had my own DJ equipment and I used to go and do kids' discos. So my dad, obviously, because I couldn't drive, would, would take me there uh, and, and I'd do the discos and, and prep for that prior. As you said, uh, I was a bricklayer, completed my bricklaying apprenticeship in Crew. Then went on to build in Crew as well uh, and then finally decided to move to Spain. Um, started doing some refurb work over in Spain. Also in crew, when I was a bricklayer, I uh, stepped up from, from being a bricklayer up to assistant site manager. So that's where I started doing my management and, and that's when I realised I really liked it. Uh, so I moved to Spain in about 2007, uh, worked for someone, it was a team of five builders at the time. Um, things didn't go to plan. So me and another lad w- were approached by a, a guy that had a villa and wanted a full revamp and said, look, we've seen the work you do. Would you consider going on your own and, and start working? So we did, that's how it started for us in Spain, and uh, we, we went from there until, unfortunately, like you said, the, the crash happened in 2008 and, and the work for everybody dried up. So that's when I, I returned home uh, and basically came back, I had to go to my mum and dad's house, and that's when I met Roger. So Roger's my mum and dad's next-door neighbour, uh, and I saw Roger going to work one day. He uh, was going on a weekend, so I just said to him, if you ever need a hand, and I knew what he did. If you ever need a hand, then just let me know, evenings, weekends, anything. So uh, on the Monday following that, he, he rang me and said, look, I, I do need some help, actually. We're currently in the process of changing the council. At the time was Cheshire County Council and split to Cheshire West and Cheshire East. And Roger had the contract to change all the vehicles from Cheshire County Council to Cheshire West and Cheshire East. So I went in, did a couple of days with him. Uh, and from there, he offered me a full time job and I've never, never looked back since. Now, let, let me take you back to the time when, when you were a bricklayer and um, you were assistant site manager, which, which is a step up the ladder, isn't it? What, uh, what got you interested in that? What, what made you feel confident enough to apply for that? Well, I was working for the company as a bricklayer um, and then they put you with teams of bricklayers that come on site that are subcontractors. And on the days when the subcontractors weren't on, um, the, the site manager said, well, you can help me out if you like. So I started helping him out. And, and from there, he just kept me in the office. He made me assistant site manager. And that's when I really started to enjoy what I was doing. I, w- I was managing the site. Uh, I was helping him arrange for snagging, arranging the trades, what they do when they come on site. Uh, and then at times when the site manager was off, I was left to run the site on my own. And that's when I really thought, this is what I want to do going forward. So you, you had the ability then to, to make good decisions? 
yeah, so it was down to me um, to, to make the decisions. You'd have trades coming up to you with problems on on build or snagging, uh, and and that's down to me then to make them decisions and decide what's the best thing to do. Uh, and I found that it was going quite well, so I decided that's what I wanted to do going forward. Okay, so moving forward then, uh, Cosign started trading in 1990 uh, under different ownership, as as you've said. Uh, so share with us the, the history of the business and how it's developed over the last 33 years. Yeah, so Roger Roger Hill started Cosign in 1990, as you said. Um, his background originally was selling the machinery to sign companies, uh, and then he decided to start up on his own. So he, he started in a small unit in Winsford, built it up over the years, uh, and then went into a bigger unit that he was sharing with someone else. He then purchased his, his own unit, which was a unit of uh, one unit in a block of five. Uh, and I started with Roger 14 years ago now. So, so over them years, Roger built up the client base. He'd got the machinery in there, and, and it, he was he was doing well. Uh, when I started, I looked at things uh, that we were was outsourcing to other companies and decided that the best thing to do was to get our own. So I went to some trade shows and purchased our first wide format printer that we were a bit big expense. Can can we do it? Uh, we bought one and we've never looked back since. That, that's now we've got a new one and, and we need an even bigger one now. So we, we, we invested in large format printers, laminators. We've since had new vans um, and also since then, since I've taken over the business with Roger or since I joined the business with Roger, we also then purchased the remaining four units that were on that site and have now moved into one another one of them. So we've expanded into the units that we've purchased uh, and up, up the staff. So Roger started on his own, became two of us, uh, and Roger, there's now three of us. So when when Roger was uh, running the business and you were helping him, it, it must have been a breath of fresh air for him to have all that uh, extra innovation and, and creativity. Yeah, I spoke to Roger a few times and, and he did say it's, it's nice to have someone that will come in and look at certain things like that. He's had staff in the past that to come in nine o'clock, go home five o'clock and that's it done. Whereas I would like to stay, stay late, trying to grow the business. I started looking at things where we could expand, uh, but also from a, a management point of view, it's not just what you can get done in a day. You can only do so much work in a day with two of you. So it was then to look at, well, what can we save? Where can we save money um, on the overheads? So I started looking at that. Uh, and then I think that's why Roger decided to make me a director um, and, and, and go from there because he was glad that there was someone else. And, and we got to a stage where we both had our own clients. So if an inquiry came in, one of us would deal with it and you, you take it from start to finish. And were you self-taught in every respect or did you have any formal training as, um, as you became more involved in running the business? No, there was no formal training. It was I came from a hands-on background with the building, so I've always been hands-on with tools, uh, and that was good. Um, just watched Roger. I, I obviously, as you do, we made a few mistakes when I first started, um, and Roger explains why that why that's happened and, and how to put it right. So it was just watching Roger do it. Really, He'd been doing it for a long time, and uh, just picked it up over the years and started going out doing the fitting, and then you just learned the, the best ways to do it, and now. 14 years on, you're still learning now. You still go out and do jobs now and learn from it. So, Jamie, in 2010, you were made a director of the business, taking on the responsibility of ensuring the future of the business. So talk us through how this altered or changed your perception of Cosign and, um, and tell us more about the skills you developed before you took over the business in 2019. 
Yeah, so when Roger made me a director of, of Cosign, uh, I think that was because he knew I was interested in the company and, and how we could grow it. So, as I said before, we were looking at ways we could save money, but also how we could uh, expand. So I went out and got the new machinery, looked at ways we could save on our overheads uh, and also what we'd need to grow going forward uh, to, to get to that next level, get more staffing. So I started looking at ways we could buy more machinery. We, I say we got the, the wide format printer. We then went into a a printing machine that does business cards and flyers, but with that you buy a big guillotine. So that was something else that we weren't doing originally. Um, what I found was I started looking at customers would come in for the van to be sign written, uh, a builder, and they'd say, oh, do you do business cards? And you say, oh, no. So then they go somewhere else with the business cards and you potentially lose them to somebody else then. So we bought the machinery that we could do business cards, flyers. Uh, and then uh, another question was was clothing and embroidery and workwear. So we started to do clothing as well so that we were like a, a one-stop shop. People come in and they can get everything from us uh, rather than just coming in for the van or a little bit of sign writing. So after I looked at all that, um, I then started to look at we were spending money with certain things, uh, one of these was a bookkeeper that would come in at the time and do all our accounts, uh, all the invoicing, or all the purchase invoices going in. But, but this was once every week, once every fortnight. So you're doing a load of work and the invoices are only going out a fortnight after or so. And I had comments from customers saying, oh, you, Roger does a job for me and we, we get invoiced quite a while after. So I started to sit with the bookkeeper and, and just watch what was going on. And they were really helpful, showing me what they were doing. And, and after a period of six to nine months, I could then do that. And they were happy that I was doing everything. So that was my way of learning the accounts, the accounts package and, and everything we needed, basically. So from that point on, I started doing the full accounts package, doing the VAT returns, doing payroll. And, and that saved us a lot of money. And, and that's when you get your little bit of downtime. You can sit and, and do that. Uh, so that was a big saving for us. And and then again, just, just looking at what we can do going forward. Uh, we upgraded the vans. Started to get sign writing on the vans and that like upgrade that because that's what we're driving around in. We're, we're doing vans, so we upgraded the vehicle sign writing and we were getting a lot of comments from that, so that, that paid off. Now, you moved from a position of an employee, although you were actively involved in, in um, steering the business even then, to a position of director. So did your perception change? Did you feel the responsibility uh, that you had then? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, I was doing bits of it anyway. But yeah, when 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 Roger made me director um, and ultimately shareholder as well, it was okay. Yeah, I've got a responsibility for this business now. I've got to make sure that it, it's it's going to go like keep going. Um, and not only that, Roger had been doing it for nearly twenty years, fifteen to twenty years before I started. So it, it's a responsibility to say, well, okay, got to continue this. Roger's done a good job to get anywhere it is. It, it's got to carry on for him. The, the word signage gives an impression of the work you do, but uh, not the whole gamut of different services that you offer your customers. So talk us through the diverse range of signs that you can make. Yeah, so signage covers a lot. It's shop signs, road signs. We do wedding signage, uh, banners, van signage, so, so vehicle lettering. That's all covered under that. But what people don't realise, I don't think, is we also do the business cards, the printed flyers, leaflets, letterheads. Um, we, we can print onto anything really so what i say to businesses is anything you want your logo on we can do so your clothing your pens your mugs your, your coasters we have, we have a huge catalogue of of uh, merchandise basically that you can print onto so that goes to umbrellas um, water bottles uh, we also do full wall graphics so we've done full printed wall graphics in schools where, where the, each classroom has a different thing so 
the geography classroom might have a big map of the world on it. Uh, so we've done stuff like that. We do window lettering and wrapping. We've started to do vehicle wrapping now, so a lot of lot of stuff going down the wrapping routes where you fully fully wrap a vehicle in either a colour change or printed graphic. One of the jobs that stands out for me when I was working with Roger, we had a, a customer come in and basically said, can you wrap my tractor pink? Uh, and, and we sort of looked at him and said, well, why? It's, it looks fine as it is. And he said, basically, me, my girlfriend said to me as a joke that she wants me to take her to the prom in a tractor because I'm a farmer. So I want to wrap it pink and take her to the prom. So we got the tractor in. It was blue at the time, fully wrapped it pink, bright pink, um, got it out the unit. And, and we had a lot of comments on it. To be fair, it did look really well. Uh, the young guy took his girlfriend to the prom and then started using it on the farm and thought, well, I'm not going to take the colour off now. So started using this pink tractor uh, and... Believe it or not, sold it for a lot more money than it was worth originally. <laughs> so that's one of the jobs that stands out to me. So that wrapping then, is that a permanent feature? Is that something that would never come off? Or? No, so it is it is a permanent feature. It, it, you, you can have full colour wraps or you can have part wraps. So, for example, you see the Sky Vans driving around. They are full full wraps with images on. Um, but, yeah, it, it is a full permanent feature. And when you do these wall graphics for schools, um, are they actually put on the wall or is it uh, on a panel? No, so it, there's so many different vinyls now and this is this is where things have come on. So many, many years ago you would just put a board on the wall um, and then it went to you'd put your printed print on the wall so you've got a vinyl print that's just laminated so it won't scratch. But now the, the vinyls that come out now, are, are that, that they've gone on that far that, that you've now got printable wallpaper and different options of that. So you can have pasteable wallpaper or sticky back wallpaper. So you basically print it on your printer. It's, it's quite hard to get the design right, but then you just fit it as if you were getting a wallpaper from B&Q or whatever. Amazing how things have changed. Yes, it? it comes on. Podcasts from the Cat. Now, you're in an enviable position, Jamie, as uh, you currently have a full order book and you've achieved this without any structured marketing. So talk us through how you've accomplished this and then detail the strategies you might employ if your orders started to shrink. Yeah, so as you say, we we don't advertise anywhere really. Um, So we've been going now for 33 years. Uh, Roger's built that that client base up and, and I continue to do that since 2019. So... All the work we currently get in is is either word of mouth. We get a lot of people coming in saying you've been recommended by someone, or it's existing customers. We try and keep the customers that we've got happy, then until they keep returning. So we don't do any uh, so like advertising, but going forward, it is something I, I want to start looking at. We are looking um, currently to employ more staff with the workload we've got at the minute. This year has been one of the busiest years we've ever had, which is brilliant without advertising. So we currently need more staff, and I'm currently uh, recruiting for that now. But the worry with that is from a manager that if we're going to take more staff on, we need to make sure that that work does keep coming in. Um, So we are going to start looking at advertising. We we will go down the social media route, uh, but also we'll start potentially paying. Uh, We've got a website there that that we upgraded in 2019, mainly for COVID, because when COVID struck for us, that was a massive change. Um, We had to change the way we did things, so... The website changed to, to COVID and it's not really been updated since. So it is something we, we need to look at. We're going to look at the website, start advertising on social media. Uh, and, and obviously, if we're busy now, we don't want to be advertising now because we don't want to start letting people down. That's one thing we don't like doing. Uh, so I need the staff in before I start advertising. So um, when a customer refers you to another customer that is a successful referral... 
do, do you ever get back to your customer and thank them? Yeah, we do. We do from time to time. And them customers come in quite a lot, and 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 they always say, "Oh, I've recommended so and so, or I've recommended so and so." Did they get in touch? Um, I work, work with them for for many years now, and and it feels like you're not. They're not a customer; they're more of a, a friend. To try and I, I spend a lot of time speaking to them, um, and so yeah, we do get a lot of that. And, and I do go back to people and say, "Oh, I had that referral. Thank you. That that came off." And 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 then they go back and say, "Oh yeah, well, I heard from the customer. They, they were very happy with what you did." Oh, it's incredible! So the actual the new customers talking to the the guy that's referred them. Yes, yeah. So we get a lot of that, and and, and obviously I, I I always phone customers after on on the bigger jobs and say. We've, we've been out and done this it's been a few days now is, is everything okay um is there anything that you need us to do um some people don't like to ring up and, and moan uh i know some people can some people don't like it so to ring them and say is everything okay that, that's where they go oh actually there's this little thing okay yeah it's fine we'll put that right or no everything's perfect thank you very much um and again with the advertising we're going to start looking at now okay well can you start giving us a review or or tagging us in in a picture because that's where we need that that name getting around that's really interesting is that something you put on the website yeah well what we're doing is we're looking at some some cards maybe we're going to print some cards to give to our customers and say okay when, once your job's done can you leave us a review on on say google uh, and also put a picture of it on your facebook because everyone every business is on facebook now put a picture of it and tag us in to say that we like you're happy with the work and and, and it was done because it gets up on our facebook as well and then our followers can then see what we've done yeah excellent it's an excellent way forward yeah it? Uh, Jamie, you have a, a, a small team and a full order book, and like most businesses, you're entirely dependent on your staff for maintaining the company's reputation. So tell us what it takes to manage a successful team and how you keep them trained and motivated. Uh, I feel the best way is to basically be, be an employee with them. Uh, I don't like sitting, sitting at my desk and just leaving them to get on with everything and, and sort of saying, do this, do that. I like to get involved. I've always been hands-on. Um, so I like to be part of it. So when they're, when they're making or fitting, I'll do it with them. Um, or if they haven't done something before, then show them how I do it. I found that works quite well. So I'll go down and say, look, there's so many different ways and, and everyone does things differently. This is how I, I do it after 14 years experience. But if you find your own way, then, then you do it your way. As long as it works and, and the product's good to go out, then that's fine, fine by me. Again, when it gets busy and, and you've got people pushing because it, it's all short-term our game. People, people want, when they want something, they want it. It's never, I want a sign in three months' time. It's always, I want it now. So when it's busy and, and you can tell the lads, are, oh, we've got this to do today and this, it, it's go down and help them. Um, I've got all my own stuff to be doing, the management side, but... At the end of the day, we need to get the stuff out the door. So I like to go down uh, and work with them. Uh, I do six monthly meetings. So we have a staff meeting every six months. That's for me to say to them, this is where we're up to. This is what we've done in the past six months. This is what I want to do in the next six months. Um, This is what needs changing or this is what went well. But I also give them the opportunity to say, have you got any suggestions? Like, Have you thought of anything that you think we could grow, how we could grow? Is there anything we can do better? Uh, Is there anything that you're not happy with? And then if we do get any any that quiet weeks, uh, that's when I spend time with them and that's when we do the training or if, if they're not happy using something, then that's when, okay, well, let's look at this or let's look at that. So recently they've um, we had a bit of a quiet week and they said, well, let's upgrade the, the sign right on the van because they've got two brand new vans that are fully done, but the little van, we've had that for years and never touched it. I said, yeah, that's fine, yeah. So we got our little van in, stripped it and then re-fully wrapped it a different colour. Just it just something different on the road again for people to see. So, uh, looking at staff learning, so they're learning something new 
quite often people make mistakes when they're when they're learning something new. How how do you deal with that, and how do you manage that glitch out out of the system? Well, I, I sit with them basically and, and say, right, let's see why it happened. Um, everyone makes mistakes. I still make mistakes now. I, I can be printing or laminating and, and mess something up. But it, it happens. But it's looking at it saying, well, why did it happen? Was it something we've done? Was it the machinery? Was it using the wrong material? Um, so, so we sit down and go through that. But it's also using people to the strengths. So I've got people in now. The problem with only three of us is you do a bit of everything. But we're now at a point where I know what they're good at and what they like doing. So keep them on that. Uh, and we're, we're working quite well at the minute. I, I can over oversee everything. Do I do all the fitting. I've got one of my guys that likes doing vehicles. So when someone comes in and wants the van doing, he will completely take over that. He'll design it. He'll manufacture it, prep it, and then fit it. And then I've got another guy that um, joined about a year ago. Um, no experience whatsoever. Um, just come in, taught him a bit of everything, uh, and just watch and you can see what he's good at and what he likes. And then you have him doing that. So he's now running the workshop side, doing all the manufacturing, the making, uh, and comes out fitting with me. And, and over the year, he's, he's been picking up what I've been doing on the fitting side. And he's now at a stage where he's going out and doing small fitting jobs on his own. Brilliant. Uh, you must feel really comfortable and happy about that when you can see employees not only uh, wanting to learn, but actually fitting in and, and taking over the responsibility. Yeah, that's it. And, and, and they know where we're at as a company and, and they want to grow with it. They both said that. Uh, so, yeah, like I say, it's, it's using their strengths, I think, and, and they, they like that then. If, if they enjoy doing something, they, they like doing it. I remember working for Roger for, for many, many years and, and looking back now, I never once woke up in the morning and thought, I don't want to go in today. Uh, and that was a good thing for me. I enjoyed what I was doing and, and hopefully that's how they feel and they're coming in doing something that they enjoy. Now, Jamie Cosine supports St. Luke's in Winsford. So tell us why you chose St. Luke's and um, why you feel it's important that local businesses support the community. So this is something that, that Roger did um, Prior to my, me starting, it, Rogers supported St. Luke's over the years um, due to family members being being cared by them for that. Uh, so I saw Roger working with St. Luke's, doing doing what he can for them. Uh, so that's something I'd like to continue. Obviously, I've t carried on the business for Roger. I'd like to continue what he did. Uh, but also, at the same time, I've had family members recently as well um, being looked after by St. Luke's. So so it, it's it's there for both of us really it's, it's it means something to both of us so they're a local charity um it, it it's something that i do want cosign to continue doing uh we, we all need them charities you, you don't really you see all these charities and you, you see what they're doing but it's not until you actually need them that you realize what they do for people um and it, it's it like I say it's it it's something that people need to start getting behind and, and helping out because one day you'll know somebody if you don't already that, that will need these charities and use their services yeah i think you're quite right i uh, if you take an overview of the charity work that goes on throughout the uk and all the volunteers that get involved unpaid people that do it just because they have a passion for it if you removed all that from society it would be a poorer society wouldn't it yes it would yeah yeah they, they do a lot for us and like i say it's, it's when you're in need it's, it's when when you need them most and there's a lot of companies out there that you, you don't really think about until you actually need them and when you need them that, that you're, you're most vulnerable aren't you jamie we can't let you go today without talking about the fact that you're an on-call firefighter now i don't know many on-call firefighters where where <laughs> i used to live we did have a, a neighbor who was one 
And you, you, you were doing that when you were an employee. You had the full support of your boss at the time. And in actual fact, the, the company gained some recognition because of it. So tell us, tell us about uh, the, the on-call firefighting that you do and, and why you've got involved. Well, I always wanted to be a firefighter, ever from school, ever, ever since I left school, it's always something I wanted to do. Um, but I went into to Brick Lane to get a, a background, a, a trade behind me, and then started with Roger. And, and I saw it come up that they were recruiting on-call firefighters. You had to be within five minutes of your local fire station and, and where we were in Winsford, I was. So I spoke to Roger and said, would you be happy for me to apply for this? Um, obviously, I can't do it from home because I, I, I don't live in Winsford. I live in Nantwich. Um, so would you be happy for me to respond from work? And Roger was fully supportive, said, yeah, that's absolutely fine. We went through and spoke to the fire service about what it, what it involved, and they said, you're on call, you put your hours up, and you can get called out for a lengthy period of time, um, but you can have weeks where you don't. So I applied, I joined the fire service in 2013, um, and, and, and with that, the fire service, Cheshire Fire Rescuers, do recognise businesses for allowing employees to respond so they go out and, and they, they now give, I think, certificates out to businesses saying thank you for letting your staff respond from work. Daytime cover is, is valuable for the fire service because most people are in work. A lot of people come home from work and cover evenings and weekends. So, yeah, I started in 2013. Uh, Roger fully supported that and I've, I've done that ever since. Uh, I really enjoy it. It's something that I've always enjoyed. Uh, and it's it's different i've had times where i've been sat at my desk doing accounts uh my alerter goes off you respond to the fire station uh i'm a, I'm a blue light driver for, for them so i drive to the incident we were at an rtc sort of the rtc out and back at my desk within an hour and you sort of sit down and go wow there's, there's not many people that can say they, they do that um it gets your adrenaline going that's for sure it's quite an achievement really like you say isn't it? you know because you, you're doing the accounts one minute and you're saving somebody's life the next yeah it's, it's really good um i really enjoy it and, and like you say it's again we go back to people that they don't know what you do until they need you um but yeah you, you start doing running a company we can be doing anything uh making a sign doing doing the van graphics and and all of a sudden when that alert goes off you have to go you've got to be at the fire station within five minutes so you get to the fire station, you don't know what you're going to until you get there, you go to the job, uh, yes, it can be a half an hour job, it could be a seven hour job, um, then you come back and you just sit down at your desk again and carry on, as if nothing's happened. <laughs> Amazing. Now then, Jamie, all businesses have to have goals, both financial and strategic, and a, a detailed plan to take them forward. So talk us through what you've planned to ensure that Cosign continues to prosper in 2024. Yeah, so going forward, we're looking, we've currently got uh, drawings being done by an architect for a new unit. So on the land that we are at the minute, there's, there's some space. We're looking to have a unit built that's specific for us. Uh, it'll be three times the size of what we're in now. So once them drawings are done, they'll go through to planning permission and hopefully we can have this this bigger unit. It'll give us a much bigger workshop, start getting bigger vehicles in. Um, we're looking at new machinery, so so we're going down the route of, of bigger flatbed machinery where we can start doing cutting, uh, laser engraving, all that sort of stuff, uh, but we need the room for that. So, so yeah, going forward, we're, we're looking at this new unit. Once we get planning for that, that'll go into build. Uh, we'll then need more staff, clearly, to run the machinery again, so we're, we're going to um, look at buying some, some new bigger bits of equipment, move into the unit, and, and then hopefully that's when the advertising will kick in and we can keep the work coming in. Uh, but also do a, a much bigger variety of stuff that we do now. So do you think that um, 
once you start marketing for this whole new raft of services you're going to start offering, will, will you employ third-party companies to come and help you do that, do you think? I'd like to employ more staff, really, and I'll have them under, under co-sign. Uh, we'd like to say we're at three at the minute. We're looking to go to four now. If we get the new machinery, we'd, we'd be at five, six, uh, and, and then potentially start getting fr- like reception staff as well to take off uh, welcoming customers in and rather than me just doing a bit of everything at the minute. So, so yeah, it's, it's a big jump for us, uh, but hopefully if I can employ them myself, they'll, they'll all be employed by Cosign and, and we can grow from there. Jamie, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you today and, and thank you for coming into, the, into our studios and, and sharing your story. Before we finish, tell our listeners where they can find more information about Cosign Limited. So if you Google Cosign Limited, we come up at, at the top. Uh, we are based in Winsford, so all the details are on there. We're, we are on Facebook, so if you search Cosign Sign Makers Limited, we're, we're on Facebook. We do put pictures on of jobs every now and again, um, albeit not very often. That's something we will look to do more. We have got a website, so cosign.limited.uk, uh, but also signmakerswinsford.com. So uh, if you just put in Google Cosign Limited, that we will come up and you can find us there or you can give us a ring on 01606 862190 and cosign is c-o-s-i-g-n it is yeah all one word yeah (laughs) wonderful jamie thanks for coming into the studio today no thank you very much for your time podcasts from the cat voices and sounds from crew and nantwich